Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn from an expert at video marketing on both why a product video is critically important and how to make your first one. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, the show that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product developers, manufacturers, and hardware industry professionals. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to getting your product on store shelves. We're taking you step-by-step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Hosted by Kevin Mako, one of North America's leading experts on hardware development for small product businesses. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm excited to introduce Taylor Ryan to the show. Taylor is the founder of Clint Marketing, a mid-sized marketing company that has worked with many consumer product companies. He is a six-time startup founder himself as well. Today, Taylor is going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventors, startups, and small manufacturers should use video to showcase their hardware invention and some best practices when creating your first product showcase video. Now, onto the episode. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Looking forward to having you on to talk about videos today. But first and foremost, I was impressed by your story. Six years ago, you moved from the US to Denmark, and now you've built a world-class 20-person agency. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, thank you. It's been a heck of a journey. Uh, I'm originally from Washington, DC, but I've been in Copenhagen, Denmark, for the last just under six years. And, you know, every day is a little different and it kind of feels unique being in a place like this, trying to grow big from such a small place. That's an impressive story. I mean, especially, you know, it's one thing to do it in your backyard, but even more impressive, there's always cultural differences and unique spins. I, I mean, I've lived in numerous places around the world and to actually settle in and create a business and to have it grow and flourish. That's impressive. Today, we're here to talk about videos and the importance of videos for consumer products. I know you've got a long history working with different consumer product companies, different products and their videos and such. So can you just give a quick bit of a background on your firm and what you work on, and then we'll dive into it. Sure. So Clint is named after the Danish word for a cliff. Uh, so like where you know the water meets the mountains. The thought process is we build up companies from zero, uh, or in many cases, new innovation projects within larger companies from zero. So that means the full spectrum of marketing. I've never really thought that marketing in any field or facet was existing on an island. So they're all kind of connected. And the thought process is we infuse growth hacking with lots of interesting and new and different types of products. We do work with hardware companies that have super interesting ways of entering the market and and kind of unique things. I've always wanted to play with lots of different products. And so I've had the chance to really get in with some cool companies and continue to mix things up. Let's talk video. First and foremost, why is video so important when it comes to presenting your product? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways to look at it, but I would start with the thought process of video isn't something that's going away. And a lot of people have really latched on to video more recently with the explosion of TikTok uh, and the amount of time that the average consumer spends on TikTok. I think last I checked, I think the average person was spending close to 43 minutes on the platform versus Instagram, which was much closer to the 20 minute mark. So people are constantly watching and looking for all kinds of things. And the amount of people that are actually purchasing off of that platform 
is staggering. And, and there's so many great statistics behind video when you actually think about it. The amount of landing pages that convert when it has video, the amount of products that get funded when they have a video associated with it. It's, it's always going to be an ever-present part of marketing. So you better learn how to kind of get yourself together and do some decent video work. The beauty of it, you look at pretty much every platform, even Amazon starting to promote video. There's even video insertion ads in Amazon now. There's obviously video ads across huh. various channels, including YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. But it all trickles down to telling a story. The easiest way to understand the power of video is look at the highest funded either Kickstarter or Indiegogo campaigns. Unanimously, 99% of them have a video and generally a good video or at least something that really tells a story. I mean, let's get into that. What things can especially startups do to make or start thinking about how they plan the story of their video when they're presenting their product? I've definitely been a part of a handful myself, uh, and I've also worked with companies that have had successful crowdfunding. Uh, but you're trying to cover the main areas to start with, and it works really similar to a pitch deck. And I find that if you look at it from the standpoint of kind of a, a checklist of things and you're knocking these off and you're using inspiration from companies that have already done really well on those platforms, you're nearly two-thirds of the way there. Uh, and I, I would say most of the Kickstarter campaigns that you you watch, there's really some basic things that are there. The first is kind of the what, the why, and then it's sometimes the how. Uh, but for the most part, it's also highlighting the team and this this story of of how the product came to be. Uh, and I would say that some of the more interesting Kickstarter campaigns that aren't even for great products have taken off because they've done amazing work within the actual explainer video and not necessarily building an outstanding product, which is pretty wild when you think about it. Yeah, that's very powerful intel. And it's something that really, it's a highlight for me is the fact that you're bringing the story into it. I think this is particularly important for early stage companies or startups, it can even be established companies, but a big thing that's emerged, and you'll see that across numerous of these products that have kicked off, especially if it's the the individual or the startup's first product to market, is they're using that backstory. Historically, this is actually relatively new. If you looked even 20, 30 years ago, very rarely would you see behind a product, would you be see a, would you see a face that was associated as the owner, the founder, the inventor, the creative, the creative team behind it, whoever it is that you know you think is most important to that product, showcasing it behind the product. That's incredibly powerful. It gives everybody that kind of personal touch. The, they understand the entrepreneurial dream, and it really can help sell a product, both from a marketing perspective, perspective but also looking back as well as from well. a um, leniency perspective. They understand it's your first product, especially when you're looking at Kickstarter and Indiegogo. They're ordering something, they may not get it for six to 12 months. They're willing to take that risk, or they're willing to pay maybe a little bit more to help that not just the product succeed, but the people behind the product succeed. And that's a very powerful tool, and, it, and it's free. It's something that every founder, every startup can do. Just get behind it, prove that you actually care about the product, prove that you're putting your name behind it and get that thing out there to the market. Really well put. Yeah. You know, and, and it's one of those things, as you were saying that I, I'm constantly reflecting on, on what used to work. Uh, you know, I think with my area, uh, specifically within growth hacking, I try to combine things that either have worked in the past or different tools that currently work now in order to come up with something that's new or different, you know, and especially within some of the Kickstarter or Indiegogo campaigns that have done so well, they have, they have the fragrance of, of these late night infomercials, but they're less over the top. 
And I think a lot of really uh, tactful ways of reducing risk uh, and and some type of uh, overall commitment inside of the videos is one of the things that they do. There's a, but wait, there's more. You know, you keep spotting these little things where it's like, that sounds like the guy from Slapshot, uh, or that's, you know, <laughs> Billy Mays. Like he's quoting Billy Mays over here. But the stuff works. And that's the crazy part of watching people that are kind of picking it up and infusing it into their own products now. I, I really admire it. I think that's an important point, too, that it's key to look at what has worked over the last hundred years, right? What, work, what worked on radio? What worked in newsprint? What worked on early television? What worked on later stage television? It, you'll notice some common threads, things which historically have always uh, enlightened the, you know, the human heart and got somebody to want to purchase that item. So if you can combine some of that historical value with some of these modern trends, maybe it's the platform you're using like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or maybe it's TikTok or Instagram or direct to consumer videos via Shopify on your website. There's many different ways to sell using video. Crowdfunding is only one of them. It's a spectacular tool right now, but there's many others as well. No matter what way you slice it, I, I even say, even if you're talking to a super old school buyer at a, a major retail store and you can show them a 60 second minute 20 video that's done well, uh, that it, not necessarily, again, we're not talking expensive here, but we're just talking using some of those foundational platforms as well as like kind of modern methodologies for putting it together. Even if you're talking to that old school buyer, it's still going to give them that, that initial spark. And then of course, you're going to have to follow it up with everything else, but that's a great way to get in the front door. So video can be used in a number of different ways. One of the ones I really wanted to talk to you about Taylor, because I know you've got a strong, um, history with growing products digitally, using video to actually expand their digital presence. How can you use video to drive more traffic to your website or to your Shopify page or to your crowdfunding campaign or whatever medium you're trying to do to attract traffic? How can we actually use modern technology to start driving that video to get more eyeballs on it and to get those eyeballs to actually convert to at least potential customers? Definitely. That Super broad uh, area, and I'll try to I'll try to break it up into pieces, um, because yeah, it's one of my favorite areas to talk about, and and I think the way of of growth for any product is always a bit unique. Um, but if we're specifically focused on video, let's say you spend a fair bit of time and maybe yeah, a decent amount of money on making a nice explainer video. The thought process for me is to try to get it out into as many different platforms and chop it up in so many different ways if possible. Uh, to be able to at least reuse every bit of the buffalo. So like the thought process is, hey, you should have it on obviously TikTok and Instagram, but it should be also on LinkedIn and YouTube and any other platform that it kind of makes sense for. I, I would say that some of the underutilized places that a lot of people miss are Facebook groups, Reddit, Quora, uh, and forums that are specific to either an industry or a niche. So, you know, like if you're, I don't know, producing a, a new type of uh, foldable chair, let's say that's one, then I would go across as many different Facebook groups uh, that are available for people that do lots of hiking, lots of outdoor stuff, and constantly pepper in my, my video. Um, if I have a central place where I'm, I'm usually using this video, it's, it's almost always YouTube. Um, I don't know, maybe you have like some special setup with hosting, but uh, with YouTube, there's a, a number of things that you can do that would set you apart. So 
uh, I try to do a little bit of keyword research to see what are people searching for in order to find this, this product and take a look at the top ranking videos and start to collect the keywords from those. And you can also go into a YouTube video, hit the control U button, and that will bring up the source code for the page. Then you hit control F and you can type in the word keyword and that will show you all the tags that they've used for the most high ranked popular video within the specific keyword that you want. Uh, that should be basically what you directly copy in terms of the tags, because you can have upwards of you know, 50, depending on how short they are. Uh, and that gives you a little bit of momentum to actually start ranking organically on YouTube for people searching for your stuff. Uh, YouTube is the second most popular search engine, obviously behind Google. And the thought process would be if you have a guide to something or a tutorial or a how-to, those tend to do really well and actually outrank anything else that would normally be served up on a standard Google search because that's what people want to see. Like if you've tried to figure out how to do something these days, doesn't matter if it's tying your shoe or I don't know, <laughs> replacing your oil, uh, you're gonna see that YouTube videos are the first thing that ranks. And obviously YouTube is owned by Google. So they wanna make sure to support that and put it up towards the top. So there's lots of little things that you can do in order to see a little better ranking. That's powerful. Keywords behind video is, is so core to searchability for those videos, and it's such an easy thing to do. Uh, the other thing that you mentioned as well is splicing up the video and getting it on different platforms. I want everyone to understand that it doesn't necessarily mean you have to spend money on all these different videos. In fact, generally what most people are doing, especially in the startup space, is you start with your anchor video. That's your core, let's call it two to three minute explainer video. Um, you'll obviously show the product, show yourself. A uh, bit of the backstory, what you're doing, where you're at in the process, whatever else, whatever you find, um, you know, working with somebody like Taylor to actually make the video or whatnot, whatever you find is best to present that. Now, what you're going to do after that is take that explainer video and simply slice out pieces of it. So you can have little five second clips for uh, maybe an intro advertisement on YouTube, or maybe you'll have a 30 second clip for Instagram or whatever else. And that's essentially the key to having an anchor video and having all your different pieces. Of course, all those little pieces, you can actually break out into their own videos with their own keywords, with their own traction, with their own social media channels. So it could be very powerful using just one initial video and maybe spending some money doing it right, understanding the background. If you're going to be doing the video yourself, do the research into best practices. If you're going to be working with an agency, be prepared to spend a little bit of money, but it's just on your anchor. That is arguably the most important thing when you're showing the, the facade of what your product does and then allows you to then splice it and use it across many platforms. So you really get a lot of reach with a relatively small kind of upfront initial investment, whether it's time or money or both. Strong. I think, you know, on top of that, I, one of the areas that I've been playing with a lot more recently is a lot of influencer marketing for a handful of uh, crypto launches and, and a handful of other products. Uh, it's super interesting to start to work with influencers because that space was just super bizarre to me. I, I could never understand how somebody was able to make money just by, I don't know, being a personality on, on certain platforms. Uh, but it is a thing. So, so there you go. Uh, but I found that especially if you're an early stage startup, people are a little bit more understanding of that. They're not expecting uh, heaps of money in order to review a, a product. Um, but I found that within that, if you can get somebody to use their own tone of voice uh, with minimal directions and kind of explain, review, and hopefully a positive way, what it is that you've built and 
go over some of the things that they like and maybe the things that they could see for improvements, who knows? Um, those tend to have a lot more traction than if somebody's doing almost an attempt at a Billy Mays style commercial. Uh, and I've certainly seen traction with my clients. So it's an interesting inroads to still using video, but kind of giving the reins to somebody else that you know does that as kind of a vocation or a job. So what sort of tips could you give us? I know obviously a big one is getting, ensuring that you have captions in your video because most videos watch without sound, especially on social media. So what other tips do you have um, for somebody who's preparing maybe their first video for their first product just to make it smooth in terms of both structure and other kind of more technical elements to do a good job of it out of the gate? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different areas to go into. And, you know, from the standpoint of actually using it for ads, I, I think there's a lot of different things to bear in mind. You have that first one and a half seconds to really grab somebody's attention, uh, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, or even TikTok. That first one and a half seconds, if it's not either an immediate face that people tend to pause when they see faces and movement. Uh, or it's really closed up on the project and rapid cuts throughout that really short period of time, you're going to lose them. Um, within an explainer video, I think some of the bigger points are just, I don't know, you could do a Google search for this stuff, but you know, it's good lighting, good sound. <laughs> but I, I really encourage people not to start with like a five second roll in of a logo that doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, and, you know, if you start taking notes as inspiration for the different ads that you see, it becomes fairly easy to stack these things up. I always encourage people to have a few different iterations of not only their explainer video, uh, but also just their attempts at ads because ads by and large are the highest converting uh, media type within any platform. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, what you would imagine would do really well uh, doesn't always convert the types of people that you really wanted to buy your product. And so I've often found that sometimes a more simple and kind of rough around the edges version can really move the needle more than something that's overly produced uh, and very expensive. So I think trying lots of different things is, is often what pans out and, and gives you at least the confidence to know, hey, you know, we, we tried all these different things across all these different platforms. This is our best channel and this is our highest performing campaign because of this video. There's a common thread uh, through our conversation today, and that comes down to authenticity. You know, we opened it up talking about being the real person behind your product. And I find it very interesting here. You're talking, you know, a big high production video might not even yield the results that potentially uh, maybe just a, a small influencer talking about your product or reviewing your product might. That in and itself can be your ad. And this is what's so interesting about video is there's many different formats. There's many different ways that videos are put together. If you look at the videos that are put on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they're, they're a certain theme generally through them. You'll see the explainer of the product, maybe some folks reviewing it, uh, background of the individual, um, why the product's so amazing, the features on it. But then you look at some other ads and it's simply a testimonial. You know, I had this problem as an individual and this product solved it. So you start, you relate with the person that had the problem. It's not even about your product at that point. Your product is the byproduct essentially of what solved that person's problem. And of course, by extension, then, you know, they might want to click your link if they have a similar one. So the authenticity, when you weave that through, I think that's very important for startups to understand that that is really what's going to shine at the end of the day. It's you and the product combined and the pain point that you're solving done in an authentic way and 
anything can sell. So try a bunch of different things. And I think that's a great thing that you, you ended that last uh, note on is exploring different opportunities. Even if we were talking about the original anchor video, splicing it into pieces, you may try on the same ad platform, three or four different pieces of that anchor video and see what is performing better than the other. It's a simple AB test, which is very traditional in, in almost all types of advertising. You're trying two different ads, running them simultaneously to the same demographic and seeing which one performs. The better performing one, you put more budget into. The less performing one, you either tweak and adjust or you start to reduce the budget on that. And that's very powerful when it comes to video. Well put. Yeah, I, I'm to that point, I, I do think it was one of the more interesting I would say influencer marketing keynotes that I watched, it was one of the founders from uh, an app called Reflectly. And he had this segment uh, that I remember him talking about where he was like, no creative judgment uh, <laughs> on quality. Where like people were, you know, there was noise in the background. There was somebody yelling from across the room. And sometimes those campaigns ended up doing better than the ones that were really highly produced. Uh, and this is specific to influencer marketing and the influencers creating this stuff. But it is that aspect of authenticity where sometimes people do hate to be sold to. They hate to feel like you're getting one over on them. And to come off, as you've already stated, in, in an authentic fashion, it, it does move the needle, especially where people are able to notice that stuff more so these days than ever. Yeah, the market's getting smarter. It's as simple as that. They're they're more educated. They're more, they critique harder. Uh, they understand advertising better. So the more authentic you can be, the more it's, it's opportunity, right? The fact that they're critiquing essentially big business is a great opportunity for small businesses to come in and say, hey, we're different. This is the real story. This is our, you know, we've poured our heart into this. And I can tell you, I've worked with over a thousand hardware startups. Uh, all of them are very dedicated, very passionate to their product. And that will come out in the video that you're producing, especially if you're starting with that concept of authenticity, but also not forgetting that there are some traditional things that help sell. There are some traditional values in marketing that you don't want to just completely ignore. And that is really what differentiates, I would say, between two authentic videos, one which is done well, one which has been researched, one which is you can tell they put effort into, and another one which they just threw it at the wind you'll know right away. Everybody's seen a video that just bothers them. And then they've seen another video, which for some reason just hooks them in. Start to watch, and you already brought it up, Taylor, of watching videos that are successful, watching videos that you personally are really attracted to, and then just start making notes of, of, of what they're actually doing. You know, how quick do they come into the statement? How quick is their introduction? Do they waste time, like you said, with that five-second logo, which means nothing to, to a prospective buyer? What are all these little characteristics that as you start to look at all these videos, you'll notice patterns and those patterns you can start to build into your own storyboard before you even spend a dollar on a marketing budget or a video budget as an inventor or as a startup or as a product developer, you can just start jotting these notes down just as you did for your initial invention idea as you start to either sketch that idea or research it or Google it. Do the same thing with your video. Look at your videos as, as your invention of your invention, right? So you're inventing this video, which is going to be the face of it, at least for the, you know, for that first video that you put out. And I can assure you that your second video will be better as all of ours is when we get into the video game, but <laughs> totally that's okay, agreed. Right? Build, build it up and start early. Yeah, that's a great point, you know? And I think the more that you watch other people's stuff, the more that you discover. And 
I've, I've done this with a lot of my videographers where I try to find great examples of explainer videos that kind of speak to my taste. And it's a matter of kind of putting down notes. And if you're able to point to it and see this is, this is what really good typography looks like when you're doing a flashy video with lots of single words on the page. And having a version of that is something that, you know, it's kind of cool. I, I do think pattern interruption is something that, especially for those in the audience, myself included, that, you know, it's just super ADHD and scattered. If you just have the same shot for 30 seconds, you're going to lose people. And if you watch other videos that are successful, you'll start to see this time and time again. There's something that's popping up. There's something that's happening. There's something that's keeping people engaged. And if you continue to take notes on this stuff, you will, as you've mentioned, get better to uh, better in an iterative way uh, each time. And, and I always tell my videographers and content writers and designers, you know, your first project isn't anywhere good as your 10th, which isn't anywhere near as good as your 100th, you know, and it's just enough times at bat. That's great advice. Is there anything else you want to leave everyone with before we say goodbye in and around uh, using videos to showcase their products? Yeah, you know, from my standpoint, I, I think there's so many different interesting avenues when it comes to getting early traction. And from uh, a six-time startup founder, I can tell you early traction is one of the most important things uh, that you can do for your business and, and also for your sanity. Uh, and I would say that, yeah, it's great to have this explainer video and, and something to kind of come out of the gates with. I think it's also incredibly important to tailor your video to at least what your hypothesis is of your target audience. And I am consistently surprised, even though I've been doing this for, man, way too long. I've been doing this for like 13 years now. And I'm, I would like to think I have some business acumen and marketing acumen. Uh, and what I initially set out to, to do and what I thought my audience would be and what they would really enjoy is almost always somewhat different because, you know, you have to test things. And so I encourage people not to get frustrated and, and find themselves in a, well, this doesn't work. I guess it's not, it's not meant to be. Maybe you just haven't found the right type of buyer and you're not trying enough different things. So I encourage you to experiment, get your hands dirty and, and yeah, get out there and make something cool. I love that Taylor, because we talk a lot on the show about product feedback and how important it is to listen and consider adapting and use that feedback, both negative and positive to either improve your product, to change it, maybe to, to, to build an add-on product. But the same principles apply to your video. Make sure that you're using that feedback from the videos, both on your product, of course, because that's probably what they're giving you feedback on, but also on that video. You may have missed the mark, both on the way you presented it or the audience you presented to or something else. But like you said, your 10th is going to be exponentially better than your first. So keep trying and experimenting different avenues. Doesn't mean your product's a failure if your first video doesn't exactly hit the performance that you were looking for. And especially it's not a loss if you use that feedback. The only way it becomes a loss is if you take the L on it, don't listen to any of the feedback and, and cave it in, right? But if you use that feedback, then it wasn't a loss. It was an investment like everything else in, in this business. So Taylor, really appreciate this messaging. Where can people learn more about uh, doing a video with you or working on their web presence with you? Sure. Uh, so if <laughs> we looked it up just recently, there are apparently a lot of Taylor Ryans out there, uh, but I am the only Taylor Ryan located in Copenhagen, Denmark. I connect with everybody on LinkedIn. So feel free to look me up 
on LinkedIn. Uh, I am also located at Clint Marketing, K-L-I-N-T marketing.com. I have a Gross Secrets Masterclass, and that's at grosssecrets.org. And I also do tons of workshops for accelerators, incubators, and a handful of corporate innovation programs. And that uh, usually goes through taylorryan.io. So lots of irons in the fire. Taylor, I appreciate it. And as always, I'll be putting all of those links into the show notes below. If you're listening, just scroll down on your, your iPhone or whatever your device you're listening to on whatever platform that you're listening on, and uh, you can pick up the notes there. Taylor, thanks again for all your insight on the show about videos. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Maco Design and Invent, the original and leading firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product business clients. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to macodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com for a free consultation from one of Maco Design's four design studios from coast to coast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.